Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realise that everyone has a life story to tell. Be they sad, amazing or even inspirational, I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd. Tonya Langer, welcome to the interview. Thanks very much for talking to me. Uh, you are, um, it says here, a mental health and well-being expert. Tell me how you got involved with helping people with their mental health. Well, the thing is, you know, there's nothing like a bit of experience for yourself to get you to understand <laughs> oh how, uh, how it works for everyone else. And I think most of us, although it can be very different in our uh, experiences and life choices and upbringings and all that, I find that most of us will have a similar path when it comes to how we develop and how we think about ourselves and what we, you know, what are the good choices and what are the bad choices. And uh, I got uh, sick when I was 70. I was, uh, uh, what happened? Well, it's a long story and I'm not good at making long stories short, but um, my, uh, my grandmother, who was kind of like a second mother to me, she died, she passed on when I was 17 and that triggered uh, a depression in me, like a very deep one which is then turned out took them quite a few years but it turned out to be something they call bipolar 2 which is like um a mild depends on how you look at it but it's it's like a version of bipolar where you just mainly get really really depressed <laughs> and you don't go up so uh through those years and i would say it took about i'd say a good 10 years before you know and then i got the right medication and Thing. And I learned how to, especially, which is why I um, enjoy coaching others on the on the same issues because I found that there's one thing is medication and how you do that, but the other thing is how you manage your life, how you manage stress, how you work with yourself, and those things I find to be very similar no matter mm. no matter what you know your background is or what what level even of issues you're having. I find that you know those things are more or less the same if you want a better quality of life when you have yeah. everyone's got issues here and there so it depends on how deep they go but for me that whole learning curve was quite intense <laughs> so, uh, but uh, it took me so well you know you, so up until you were 17 and your grandmother died then um, yeah. there were no um, symptoms or signs if that's no, right no which is why uh, everyone was very baffled and why you know why probably but i have come to understand that that it takes a good while for the doctors to figure out the bipolar diagnosis so sadly it is sometimes up to 10 years for people to get okay. the right diagnosis especially with my kind because you just get depressed like you get mainly very heavy depression so um i what, guess what does it mean uh, if somebody's bipolar what does that actually mean well, yeah, I just assumed that everybody knows. I'm sorry. Uh, so if you're a bipolar one, right, that is the old-fashioned sort of manic depressive it used to be called in the olden days, uh, where you get, you know, you can go very low or you can go poof, very, very high. I'd say, you know, you sometimes people think they can fly. <laughs> you know, it, it goes really, really high up there. So when you don't have that, when you only have the very deep lows and then sometimes you get, like a medium type of, you go higher, but it's not to the extent where it, you know, ruins your life or you, you go completely bananas. So mm. it's harder to spot, I think. So okay. 
I guess it was, you know, it was, it was, um, it was a good few years of just people thinking or doctors thinking that I had, it's, I don't know what you call it nowadays because it changes all the time, but major depression is something that's very like common. Those people have it. And it's, to be honest, it's not very different. It's just the, so for example, a person who has a depression, I would be able, it would be the same, pretty much the same feeling, except mm. you might get a bit more heavier version. So, okay. but then what happened is I was lucky as well. I had some very good uh, doctors or like a very good psychiatrist and a very good therapist that they kind of spotted what no one had spotted before. So when I got to them, uh, it all kind of fell into place and you, once you know, you know, it's the same with everything. Once you know what you're dealing with, it's easier to, to yes, get started, figure yes. out what to do, find your markers, where you should be, you know, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. And, um, but I think that the fact that I kind of went through a bit of a, bit of a period where they weren't sure, or I wasn't sure we weren't sure what was wrong with me. So, mm. Uh, that has given me a lot of experience sort of within the entire field, I would say, so that I have an understanding maybe of, of many of the similar things. Yeah. But it wasn't nothing what's wrong with me, or would you want to call it? It's just as a child, I was like super happy. I was just, I am a very, I'd say sort of like a perky person. I'm not, uh, people would never guess there's anything like depression-y about me, but that's a very typical thing for many people with bipolar disorder is you'll be fine uh and then something will trigger it so you know they've got more and more research on it nowadays there's a lot about epigenetics and like how some like i might have had these genes that i have and it would never have triggered but then something will happen and it will trigger it in you so mm. uh that's why you know i was i think i've got you know it's a good thing because i had such a lovely childhood and everything was very i was super sensitive though i'd be like very very you know cry for you know when i you know disney movies are horrible <laughs> like why would you why would you make them so sad or uh you know seeing homeless people on the street sad music on the radio so i'd say even though i tend to forget that i was a very very sensitive child mm. so there's that aspect but i was never i was just very happy mainly and just um which is why it was very bad to myself as well baffling when it happened I guess if you've had difficulties growing up, you'll be more prepared for something difficult coming your way. But mm. interesting. Do you think that um, yeah. everybody has um, some sort of mental issues, if that's the right word? You know, because life is hard for most people. I'm not yeah. putting your life down whatsoever, but people no, have I would various say degrees. That, that's a very important. Um, issue for me or whatever if you want to call it that i'm i'm very into the fact that you shouldn't measure someone's pain or whatever against someone else's i remember i had a period when i only just gotten sick where i thought you know oh, my life <laughs> it's so terrible and then if someone came along and said oh i'm feeling very you know depressed i would be maybe a bit offended or i'd be like oh you don't know what suffering mm. is you know uh but as i've gotten older and more experienced in life i find that's a really it's a pet peeve of mine where people won't recognize that because i think that you know your life is your life and 
if you've not experienced anything more horrible than this, then that is the most horrible thing you've ever experienced. So mm-hmm. it will feel horrible for them, you know, even if maybe for another person, it yes. might feel like that shouldn't be such a big problem. So I think that you should, you know, it's important for me to meet people at the level they're at and not, you know, discount their issues or their experience just because it, it can be different and, you know, the levels can be different. But sure. sure, understand. And yeah. um, mental uh, health is um, um, very much in the media at the moment, isn't it? I mean, even members of the royal family are involved and so on with yeah. helping people. And uh, do you find that pu- publicity uh, a benefit to people? Do you think it's um, making people come forward for help? I do, and I think there are two aspects with it. I think it will make it easier, you know, in society for people who have these issues, which is, you know, it turns out once you start talking about it, I remember that because I've always been very open about it. When I was young, when I was 17, uh, I was still in school and uh, I had to quit, (laughs) but I I was very open because I didn't want to be worrying about who knows something, who doesn't know, you know, I didn't, so I want to take that away. And it's it's incredible once you open up and are honest about what's going on. Everyone's got issues. Like everyone has an uncle who's, you know, done this or is very ill or my mother's got issues or themselves. So I think that's also where I got my a lot of my experience from in dealing with other people's issues because as soon as you open up and you're honest about it, other people will come forward and just be honest about how they're doing. Yeah. And I think so... That's the one thing is more openness in, in society will make it easier for people. But also for people that are actually, you know, needs to be diagnosed, uh, I would say probably that what happened to me might not have happened now because I would have been assessed differently. I would have been put on not that medication, like see the medication that I was on now is considered not so good <laughs> for, for people. So that kind of triggered me as well. And it might, you know, you don't want to go hindsight is twenty twenty, but there's there's a great chance that I would never have gone to hospital. I would never have gone that far down the road. And mm. and then, but I don't, you know, no regrets, as to say. I don't. Okay, uh, that's good. Well, I can't be wondering about that. Do you think um, you're very professionally feeding your dog at the moment, who's uh, a bit demanding? <laughs> yes. And this is brilliant at the same time. You're multitasking fantastically. Um, yeah. Do you... <laughs> He's he's lovely, is it he or she? It's a girl. It's a girl. Like okay. Do you think having a pet helps with people with mental issues? I do, and I was well. I used to have cats because right. when you you know when you're not on top of your game all the time, a cat is easier to deal with. And a yeah. cat's well, in my mind anyway, a dog requires a lot more attention, as you see, yeah. and grooming, and uh, so uh, just more. But you also get more love back, and I'd say. For me, it was actually, as we'll probably talk about later, about the True You Hub, but, but, you know, I'm very great friends with the people in, you know, and so Emma is one of my very, very good friends. And she was, to be honest, the one that talked me into getting this dog. (laughs) So it was quite a funny story. She was saying, you know, I was waiting. Uh, They sent me an email. They were like, the puppy's now. Do you want it? You have to answer in three hours. And, um, And I was like, I don't know. I don't know about this. And Emma was like, get the dog do it she was like i'll give you the money i said it was not about the money but she was like no this is very and she know we've got a very good connection so Mm. she kind of knows me on that level and uh, it's made 
a massive, like I would say anyone who were able to be, you know, you have to be capable to take care of, obviously, the animals. Mm. But having that love in your life and just that unconditional, mm. you know, just acceptance, I think is a massive thing. And I think pretty much, I, I would say any people, you know, any person in the entire universe should have a, a dog. But especially if, you, if you're struggling and if, see, because a lot of people with mental health issues or in general, I find in society these days is what I see with people that I talk to that, that don't have, you know, issues as such. There's a lot of loneliness. Uh, people feel alone in their lives. Sometimes even if they're part of the family, you know, part of the group of people, they can be sitting there in inside feeling very, very alone. And so as a pet, you know, having a pet around you, that's a different kind of love. You just, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's unconditional. It's like you never mm-hmm. even have to worry about what they think about you or anything like that. So, Do you, t- do you talk to your dog? I do talk to my dog. It's uh, She's getting a bit confused because <laughs> obviously I'm from Norway. So when I'm in Norway, I, I talk to her in Norwegian. But <laughs> when I'm here, uh, mainly I'm around English people. So she's getting to be very bilingual <laughs> about lie down and sit. Excellent. Like so a, what's what's sit in Norwegian? It's sit, so that's very good. Oh. <laughs> that's very handy. <laughs> okay, well, that's easy then. Excellent. Okay, well we're cat people at home, as you as you oh, probably know. Yeah, we've got uh, six and another one that comes for You've food. Got a whole crew, you? Yeah, so hopefully they'll keep me sane. Uh, they got. <laughs> okay. Um, and what would you say to somebody uh, listening to this who who thinks um, I'm not sure with I, I I need help from somebody as yourself such as yourself or uh, a psychiatrist or something? How do people uh, eventually realise that they need help? Well, I think one of the issues there is I think people wait too long before mm. because they're still like you say it's very. It's open now. People are like saying it and talking about it as if there is no big deal. It's not such, such a big deal. But I, I find that, you know, there's still a big stigma attached to it, especially going into treatment. I find people are, are, are reluctant, which is why, for one, I think people should, if they need, like, I think that everyone should go to see a psychologist at least, not a psychiatrist. I think that. To be honest, I think there's a bit of over-medication going on in society. But mm. but a therapist, you know, it doesn't have to be even... It's a double-edged sword for me because I don't like it when, you know, people that have very little experience or, or credentials or what you want to call it just are, like, giving out advice left and right, which can be sometimes... The quality can be, you know, iffy. But um, I find that kind of which is good. One good thing about, I think good thing about the internet as such is that not only can people get therapy seats, you know, I've seen here during COVID that like say this girl I know here, she's got an American, you know, therapist that she gets through something called better help, I think. And uh, because one of the main issues is that pe- there aren't really aren't just, there's not enough people will. And because it saddens me because people, it takes someone a good while to reach the point where they're like, right, I'm going to go for it. I need a, you know, a professional help or a, or a practitioner. And then they try and then they get a letter in the mail saying, yeah, we're well, going to have to wait nine months, you know, mm. and it's very discouraging for them. So I, I do, that's why I do also see the value in more of a coaching type thing, which is like what I do is, is I'm not claiming to be 
you know, a, a professional psychologist. I'm just using my experience and saying this is how it was for me. And, mm. you know, can you relate? And and I find that, like I said, even on because people are people like most people will have unless they're in a very extreme situation. The levels will be different, but the we all want the same basic things, right? We all want to be loved and to be happy and to love ourselves. So I find that, you know, there's a lot of good can come out of both talking to someone that kind of knows or bit have been through the same thing and also being in a community uh, with like-minded people that, you know, you can talk to. You know, they've got groups such as ours or there's like message boards. There's a lot of stuff. The resource, you know, the resources now that are available compared to when I was 20 is in set, like it's such a big difference. Mm. So, mm. do you think in the past um, it, the tendency was uh, for doctors just to prescribe uh, some sort of drug, you know, uh, if you if you went to the doctor? I think that, uh, well, one of the issues I think now is that they don't have enough therapists. So they send you to your regular, what's it called in England, GP, your, yeah. your doctor, yeah. and they, don't really know that much about it they don't have the time so they give you mm. you know they prescribe you something mm. but uh when i got sick see that was oh, was it in 1999 i'd say 98 7 97 and uh, that's when prozac was like the new thing it was the big thing happy pills for everybody <laughs> and uh that's what they did with me they were like let's put you on prozac and it turns out that prozac is like the worst thing you can put a bipolar person on so I've even had, like like I said, if I hadn't gone down that road, it got, I think, a lot worse from the medication, then I might not even have had to go through a lot of the stuff I went through. So mm. I feel like people, and I think they're still very, how would you say it, like quick quick to get the, the yeah. pad out and just write you a prescription. Yeah. Whereas, for example, just diet, you know, well, I'm not saying everyone should exercise. I know that's annoying, but like, uh, just moving your body, just learning how to release emotions in your body. For me, you know, yoga, mindfulness is a massive thing and I will never stop going on about it. I know people get tired of it, but uh, there are so many things that you can do in your life. That are non-invasive and, I, and not in, not taking drugs. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think I am very like, I, I keep thinking like, why do they not teach this in school? Because it's like, I like to say that, you know, to prevent it rather than going in at the end and trying to mm. fix something when yeah. it's already very broken. Yeah. I think, you know, just basic self-care and loving yourself and taking in the society where everything is so noisy and, you know, or especially for kids when they have all the iPads and the internet and it, it never stops, mm. does it? Like all the info coming at them yeah. to just teach them how to be still just for a little while, you know, mm. take five minutes, breathe in. That You'd be amazed at some of the results I've seen with people just putting in basic, basic stuff. And that would, you know, would keep you from being on drugs for five years. So so yeah. it's a big, it's a big uh, passion of mine. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can see. It. And um, that is all very, very interesting. I, I know nothing about um, any of this and... Um, it's, it's, I know it's, lots about it. You too. Well, that's good. You're the expert. So I'm just the guy with the microphone. Um, so, uh, the True You Hub is, uh, this wonderful organization, isn't it? And, and um, yeah. that's all, most of that goes over my head as well because there, there are several experts, lots of experts for covering yes. different, um, 
different subjects in the Chew You Hub that people can uh, consult. And um, you've uh, done a blog on that and you're very Im- involved with the Chew You Hub. Um, what would you say to somebody listening to this who, uh, you know, thinks that um, maybe they need some help and maybe um, the Chew You Hub could, could help them? What would you say to them? Well, I would say, obviously, because there's such a good mix in... I'm biased, of course, because it's it's my love and I love the place and I love working there. It's, uh, but there's a lot of the basic tenets of health are in there. So, for example, sleep hygiene. You know, a lot of people around, like, it's not big, big, being a big issue of mine, but a lot of people have issues with alcohol. That will definitely, you know, I, when I started building myself up and, and taking responsibility for my own health, uh, and mental, you know, and sort of, I change literally my life is a hundred percent different being on the same medication, but having changed my circumstances and these circumstances or the people that will help you with these pretty much all the things that I have changed are in the true you hub. So mm-hmm. for example, I don't really drink alcohol. Uh, I, it's important for me to get enough sleep and a good sleep and, um, you know, then there's the diet aspect, and then there's the spiritual aspect. So it's all all of my uh, all of my darlings are in there. You know? <laughs> so the harp—that's the good thing about the harp, isn't it? Because it can help people with in all sorts of directions, as I understand it, which then has um, incredible results, which is fantastic. And it's like it's a low—I would say as well—it's that it's a low threshold you know it's you can come in there and you you if you need a vent and it's not that easy not i found um i've been very lucky i think in my life with having very like some good close friends that i've been friends with since i was you know the age of seven or eight but i find you know seeing around the world there's so many people that don't really have close friends of that kind and then for them to be able to just be in a group and obviously being on the internet will give you a bit more of um would you say it like a bit less you're a bit more anonymous so mm. you don't you know you can choose the level of which it's not like you're standing in a square telling everybody about your problems so yeah. i find that you know the combination of having a group around you that you feel a part of that you feel you can share and you will you know there's always someone giving you feedback and uh, even if we're different even if it's something that the other people can't really relate to there's support there so, and I think that aspect is incredibly important. It's just that to be able to support each other across, you know, class, countries, all that stuff. So, mm. I, and also I find that, for example, they'll they'll write something and I can, I can reply to them, for example, and I can just, you know, we can have a chat with my perspective on it and my experiences. And it's not like, it's not the same as going to a doctor's office and signing up and, you know, going that whole, way when a lot of times i don't think that's even yeah for everyone it's not necessary for everybody you can go no. very far just by yeah, by having people around you that care i understand tonya thank you so much uh for the interview you've been um it's been fascinating once again um all the ladies uh all the experts in the tree hub are fascinating to me as just a mere bloke um, but <laughs> but um, you've been very informative. Thank you very much for talking to me. It's been no very problem. helpful. I'm sure people listening to this will be helped as well. And, of course, they can contact you and the other experts through the trueuhub.com. Thanks once again. Thank you so much. 
Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll inspire or help others. Get in touch if you have a story to tell. If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to reach your own audience, or if you'd like training so you can do it yourself, I can help. Go to TonyLloydRadio.com. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.